Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of Talk or Tap. My name is Rafael Adames. And for this week's guest, I have my friend, Joe Gianetti. What's up, Joe? Oh, wait a minute. Joe Gianetti. <laughs> hey. There you go. You make that intro yourself? Play the guitar? No. Oh, okay. I found that on, uh, shout out to uh, YouTube Royalty free music. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it kind of sounds live, so I didn't know if you did that yourself. Yeah, it sounds good. So, uh, what's up, man? Not much. What have you been up to? Um, training. Lots of training. I'm trying to get a blue belt. Okay, okay. That's my next goal. I'm marking Be- on my brown, so I feel you. Nice. Yeah. Trying. I didn't know you were. I'm purple. It's because when I went, I didn't see you with a gi on. Yeah, so. I didn't do gi that night. Okay. Um, when, I'm, when I'm fighting, I kind of back off the gi a little bit. Like, I know it helps, but for me personally, it doesn't transition MMA too much, so I kind of back off. But as soon as my fight camp's over, I'm back in the gi. Is there something that you take from jujitsu? Um, there's yeah, from no gi definitely. Just it's very similar. Like when I grapple no gi, I wear MMA gloves. Obviously, I'm not yep, punching, I but saw you. but just the grips and all the stuff like that. I make sure I have gloves on. I can't do that in gi. Did you always start that way, or did you start fighting a little bit? Um, no. So I started that way. That was always Bill's biggest thing. Is he was like he didn't force us, but he recommended it. He was like because you know when you get underhooks or you get a guillotine or any submission, the glove just adds so much. It's only about a quarter of an inch on your hand, but that makes all the difference between getting out of a submission, them getting out of a submission, and obviously it could change how the fight ends. Mm-hmm. And you fought amateur and professional. So how does the glove feel? Because I know that the... So especially, yeah, especially now. the thumb wrap. Um, when I was an amateur, I didn't, obviously, I, before I'd fought, I had to borrow gloves from the gym, but I borrowed amateur gloves. So I got used to grappling mm-hmm. with the weird thumb grips. And then when I went pro, I started grappling in the pro gloves with no thumb grip. So I had to get used to that feeling. Um, so it was really cool just being able to feel ready almost like i didn't have that yeah. awkward phase of like uh what's it like having gloves on nice and uh yeah so i'm trying to get my blue belt my coach is telling me that i'm really close so nice. this is like my fifth jujitsu class this week nice nice i'm trying good. to continuously good you know, just keep at you know. it yeah yeah that's pretty much what i've been told it's like gym class you just gotta show up putting the work exactly <laughs> dude and once i go i don't want to leave mm-hmm. like i just so I always stay there and talk to people for a half hour, an hour about mm-hmm. martial arts. Yeah, no, days that I hate going to the gym, like, or like, I don't feel like it. I'm like, no, like, I'll just go tomorrow, whatever. And then I go and like halfway through training, I'm like, wow, imagine if I didn't come today. I know. Like, I'm so pumped. Like, I just feel good. Like, even if I'm having a bad day at the gym, I'm like, mm. I'm, I feel good training. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm so glad I didn't stay home. Days that I, I actually like, it's not many, but days that I don't go train, I'll be sitting there like, damn, I wish I went and trained. Oh, now man. it's a little different that I got the setup in the garage. It's, I really have no I excuse. I don't think I really miss days ever now. So tell people about that because I know about it. <laughs> so. And it's super dope. If you guys ever saw this, like it's every fighter's dream <laughs> to have like an actual gym in your house. So, yeah, it, it always kind of started as just, you know, a fighter's dream. Like, man, I wish I had like a gym set up at my house. And then when COVID started happening and gyms were cracking down and I heard rumors like my fight's probably going to get canceled. Uh, gyms are going to get shut down, which was crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, maybe I should start cleaning up my garage and kind of setting something up. I had a heavy bag. Uh, I had a couple of weight free weights and then my fight got canceled. That's how mm-hmm. I knew it was real. I was like, Oh, gyms are definitely next. Like the fight's off. So what was your next fight, by the way, it was going to be at Cage Titans back in April against Luis Lima, Lies Lima. I don't know. He had like two names. He was from Brazil. Yeah. Uh, he actually lived in Brazil? I'm pretty sure. Wow. Almost 100%. Mm. Um, so that fight got canceled. And then I heard the thing about gym. So I was like, all right, I got to start putting stuff together. So I started going on Facebook Marketplace, Amazon, eBay. Mm-hmm. I found a treadmill, a 
a bench press setup. I found mats for a decently good price. I found an Aerodyne. Yeah. Um, what's what's that you said? An Aerodyne. So it's like yeah. the exercise bikes, but not like the ones where like you know an elderly person would like sit down and kind of yeah. go like the ones where you go hard. Like they suck. Um, the one that blows wind. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. There's a fan in there. Or something. So I, I got one. It's like wow. it's it's broken per se, but like the screen okay. that comes up and tells you how fast you're going isn't there. But okay. I don't really care. The bike itself works. So I got that for 40 bucks from some guy on Facebook. That's awesome. Uh, like his kid wrestled in high school and he graduated, doesn't wrestle anymore. He's like, so we don't need it. And I was like, cool, I'll take it. Yeah, right. Uh, and then. How much are they usually? Like hundreds of dollars? Like 200 plus. Like One brand day. new. Yeah. Yeah. I look at them all the time because I'm like, wow, it's a nice looking bike. And then it's like 250 plus shipping and tax. I'm like, it's not that nice. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. It's to do cardio. <laughs> yeah, right? It's to do cardio. It's not fun. Um. But then I got some mats on eBay from a really cool guy. Uh, he ended up express ship, shipping them to me because I was like, man, I'm an MMA fighter. Like, if you can, he gave me a discount on shipping prices too because I was like, hey, I'm a fighter. I'll post about this on eBay to help other fighters out if you can help me out. And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, I really appreciate it. So, you know, I screenshotted it, put a link to it on my Instagram story, and he uh, combined my shipping for all these mats and then express shipped them. Got them in like a week and a half. And uh, I hung my heavy bag, I got a treadmill. And, you know, it's just been taken off since then. And then the coolest piece of equipment, I haven't even finished yet. Um, it's like a regular, like a normal gym piece of equipment. And it's got the pull-down bar. It's got the butterflies, the press, like the seated machine, like a $3,000 machine. I got it for free. Uh, my girlfriend's oh. uncle does house cleanouts and like yeah. and waste removal and all that crap. And he's cleaning out this guy's house, an elderly guy. He had this machine not put together, all wrapped up in plastic. And he was like, yeah, take it to the dump. I, I just want it out of my house. Unless you know somebody that wants it. So the first thing he did was text my girlfriend. Ding. It was like, yeah, I was like, did Joe want this? And she's trying to describe it to me. And I'm like, what the hell is that? She sends me a picture, all pristine in wow. plastic. And I'm like, yep, I'll be at the house in an hour. I'll tell you what. What that, were you doing? You were just home? I was just chilling. I was at my house, just minding my own business. I'll tell you what. Me and her uh, younger brothers got that into my truck. That thing was heavy. Yeah? Yeah. I got it halfway put together. I haven't finished it yet, but it's really cool. It's like a legit brand new piece of gym equipment. It went in your truck? Oh, it went in my pickup. Yeah. We threw it in there. It was hanging out the back. (laughs) Drove slow home. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that you had that right before you changed cars. Like what? Yeah. (laughs) What what happened then? Like Um, how soon until you changed your car? Because isn't that brand new? Uh, it's like not you, it's not brand new. It's new to me. Um, but it, you, I mean, like you just got it kind of? Yeah, I got it right after my last fight. Okay, um, yeah. So like literally like a week, a week and a half after my fight. Because I've been looking at cars, but I didn't really have the money. And then, uh, you know, I just, a lot of people helped support me through fight camp to the point where I was able to get myself through fight camp, fight, and make some money, even though I didn't get the result I wanted. So it was really cool. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that I wanted to bring up too. My fight? Yeah. <laughs> I honestly... <laughs> I, know, I, I think like one... You posted something about like wanting to share your story or something like that. Did I get that wrong? When you messaged me? No, I think you just posted something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I haven't watched the fight yet. I I still haven't seen it. Okay. Um, So normally, win or lose, I watch my fights over and over and over again. One, to be like, damn, I look good. Or two, to be like, damn, I look like an idiot. Yeah. Uh, Like the finale, I've watched a million times. Like I can tell you every second of that fight. I've seen it in my dreams. My I should say nightmares. Um, This fight... I haven't watched mostly because every fight I don't like, I don't black out, but you know, I mean, you fought like, you don't remember yeah. every second of it. Like there's no. just things will be like, Oh, you, you guys will be like, you did that really well in your fight. And I'm like, I did that. It's like, funny because I was actually looking at pictures. I saved them every cage Titans, you know, people will take pictures mm-hmm. and I would save them all just mm-hmm. to look back on them. And, and it's funny. Cause just yesterday too, I was looking at them 
Um, I was transferring files at work, and then I was looking at photos. And Cage Titans 44, I fought Brad Layton. And I was looking at pictures, and he had me in certain positions. I'm like, I don't remember yeah, that. that happened? Like, I remember, uh, so my last fight, LFA, I was in the back room warming up, you know. So as soon as I warm up a little bit, and they're like, all right, you're on next. Everybody goes quiet. We joke around the whole night. Kind of made other fighters uncomfortable. Like, they were all, like, getting hyped up. And we're sitting in the back, like... Where are we going for breakfast tomorrow? Da, 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 da. Like, this is what we do when I'm fighting. Wow. But then, like, as soon as they say you're next, it's like that my coaches are quiet. I'm pacing back and forth and I'm warming up mentally. Like physically, I'm warmed up, but mentally I'm like, like, we're fighting to death. Like, this is it. I start punching myself in the face. I'm like, let's get, let's go. Um, and they showed the preview or the the hype video for my fight, and they were showing clips from the finale. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I did that. And then it was like, I threw like a lead elbow switch kick. And like the elbow whiffed and then the switch kick landed. And I was like, nice. I was like, I did that. That's kind of cool. And my nice. coach is looking at me and I was like, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, every fight, I don't remember the entire thing. This mm-hmm. last one, I remember every second, every detail, everything of that fight. Like I don't need to watch it. I'm definitely gonna. Wow. But like, this is the only fight I remember everything from it. Um, is, which that, sucks. is that why you you haven't watched it? Yeah, because I, I don't feel the need. Like, I, okay. I definitely need to. Like, I'm going to watch yeah. it. Um, and like I said, I posted that thing. I think it'd be cool for people to see, like, my first time reaction because I haven't physically watched it. Um, but yeah, I just, I remember everything about that fight because first thing we did is we went back in the locker room. I said, this fucking sucks. That's the only way I could have lost. And I knew that. And then we sat there for like 15, 20 minutes and we broke down how to make sure it doesn't happen again. We were already working on fixing That's, that for the next fight because like there's, there's no point of bugging out. Like, so after I lost the finale, I went in the back room in Vegas and I bawled my eyes out. After I lost against DeWan in Plymouth, I went in the back room, got checked out by the doctor, bawled my eyes out. After this last fight, I literally walked in the back room, said, fuck man, punch the mat they had laid out. And then I laid there for a second. I got up and then we just started talking about how to fix it. I mean, that, that's really all I can do. It's, that's what I did. <laughs> you know what? It looked like it, too. The way you handled yourself through the whole thing. Like, I had a feeling. I know Joe's just going to get right back into it. Oh, and yeah. I, right I, at home. Oh, yeah. Instantly. I was so I'm we so got home. We got, so we fought Friday, got home Saturday night. I was going to work out that Saturday, but my girlfriend was like, I miss you, yada, yada, yada. I was like, I miss <laughs> you, too. I was like, but I really want to work out. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's cuddle, like, watch a movie. <laughs> Like, whatever. What'd you watch? You remember? Uh, I don't even remember. Um, so then the next day, I was like, all right, I'm going to freaking work out. Sunday's always my rest day. And I used to not okay. even take rest days. And then before the finale and I went to the PI, they would like ask my schedule and they were like, when do you rest? And I was like, uh, they're like, you need a rest day. Mm. And I was like, yeah, but I got to get better every day. And they're like, yeah, recover. Don't work out on one day. I was like, okay, Sunday. So okay. Sunday's my rest day. I get home from the fight. Screw that. I'm going to work out. I was in there shadow boxing, hitting the bag. I was lifting heavy. I, I'm, I was still light. I still am light, mm-hmm. um, but I felt great. I wasn't injured. I wasn't sore, nothing. So I was like, um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to hit up LFA. I'm going to start working on my next fight. I opened my email and they emailed me. Oh, thank you for being a part of the show. It was great. Like, we can't wait to have you back, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And I was like, perfect. So just letting you know, I'm down for anybody in October. <laughs> and they were like, okay, just letting you know. And I was like, I'm just glad you guys emailed me first. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to open the door. It's already there. Right. Uh, and then I actually emailed them again last week. And I was just like, hey, just checking in. This is before they officially announced when they were having fights. Okay. Because they told me in the back room, like October, but nothing specific. Uh-huh. Uh, and they just announced October. They're doing, I think, every weekend. And they're in Kansas this time instead of South Dakota. Uh, so I emailed them before they even officially announced it. And I was like, hey, what's mm-hmm. the deal with the schedule? And they were like, we've got shows in October. It's going to be in Kansas. 
Um, we'll see what we can get you at 155. And I was like, all right, you know, I'm down for everybody or anybody. And he was like, yep, I'll let you know who we got and I'll get back to you. So I was waiting on a name. Wow. Waiting for it. (laughs) Now, I know we talked, I asked a question, um, like before your fight was, uh, South Dakota high elevation, like, no, I I didn't. I mean, if it was, then my cardio is phenomenal. Wow. (laughs) Um, granted it wasn't a super exciting fight, but like, my, let's put it this way. My cardio was, is usually pretty good. My cardio was so yeah. good in that fight. I'm like, maybe I just won't even waste time doing cardio for my next fight camp. Like, wow. like I was barely sweating. Like if I jump rope for like two minutes, that's the amount of sweat I had after a 15 minute fight. Yeah. And like, I wasn't breathing heavy or anything. Like in between rounds, I was talking to Bill and Justin and even after the fight, they were like, I know it wasn't super exciting, but like you looked fine. I was like, I could have yeah. went five more rounds. I wish that fight was five rounds. I know. <laughs> like, I know. And then, uh, you know, I hung out with Brant like the night of the fight. He's a cool kid, but like, he was, he said the same thing. Like, oh, my God. said like after you fought? After we fought. Yeah. Cool. We, were, we all kind of like all the teams kind of hung out in the lobby. They had like a bar and stuff. Cool. And uh, he was like, yeah, my cardio felt really good that fight. He's a weird kid, but he's super nice. Uh, and I, and you know, we were kind of just like, well, you didn't really do much. <laughs> That's yeah. why your cardio like didn't affect you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, but I was out there trying to fight and my cardio felt great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I felt much stronger than my last fight. My cardio was even better, which wasn't a goal in this fight camp. It just happened because I just worked it. Mm-hmm. Um, my wrestling felt really good. He, you know, he, Brant gave me props after the fight. He was like, I couldn't take you down like I thought I could. I was beating him up from the clinch. He said that if I probably landed one more knee to the body, he probably would have just sat down. Um, wow. You know, he's a jujitsu black belt. And I didn't, like I said before, I didn't see it. I didn't see him as an MMA jujitsu black belt. Right. And, uh, Either maybe that's the case, he needs to work on his MMA jiu-jitsu, or my MMA jiu-jitsu is high brown, low black belt level. Right. Because um, it's just different than Gi. In Gi, I'd get smoked by a black belt. But in MMA, yeah. as we saw, we kind of negate each other. Um, so it was really interesting, and it was cool. It was kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, I can hang with <laughs> most guys on the planet. As of right now, I'm not going to say I can hang with everybody on the planet, but yeah. most guys on my level black belt, brown belt, whatever, I can hang with. Because, you know, I knew that it'd be close jiu-jitsu-wise, but then when I was in mm-hmm. there, I was like, this is nothing different than anybody I've ever fought. Okay. Like, I fought guys that were good grapplers and, like, it's just about the same. Um, the only difference was, like, he literally was not trying to do any damage to me at all. Yeah. Like, I was yelling at him at one point I, to hit me. I heard that. I heard that. I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> you said, punch me or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I said, hit me. I was hit like, me. let's fight. Well, so, so Bill, like, that was awesome. me and Bill have like a funny relationship in the fight. Like it never gets too serious. Like it's always just like, you need to do this, this, and this. Like he's doing that, blah, blah, blah. Um, he'll literally teach me stuff in the middle of the fight, like, like in the corner, in between rounds, he'll like get down on his knees, be like, you need to do this, da, 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 da. And uh, in between rounds, he's like, you here to fight? And I was like, yeah, I'm here to fight. And he goes, well, then go out there and fight. And I was like, all right. And then, you know, Brand has me against the cage and Bill's in there. He's like, Joe. Who's in there to fight? And I was like, I'm in here to fight. And I started kneeing him. And then wow. Brand, and Brand even said, he was like, what? And I was like, I'm in here to fight. He ain't in here to fight. I'm in here to fight. Wow. And then he started trying to take me down. And he eventually got me down. We were in like a weird scramble. And then I'm just, uh, I was hitting him from my back. I mean, I, you look at the numbers, I outstruck him from my back. But in that third round, yeah, I, I, was, I was yelling at him. I was like, hit me, hit me, let's fight, hit me. Yeah. And then even Bill was cornering Brant and was like, elbow elbow and Brant looked at him and he was like no 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 you hit Joe elbow Joe and Brant and Brant was like 
what? And I was like, yeah, elbow me, let's go. And after the fight, he thought you we were- You guys are crazy. <laughs> and after the fight, he thought we were messing with him. We were like, no, I was like, I wanted I wanted my head split open, blood everywhere. Like, I wanted that to happen. Wow. I just wanted action. I've never heard of that, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're weirdos. That's great. Like, <laughs> I want to hear that. I want to see that. I oh, didn't yeah. hear that. Oh, yeah, third round, like straight up. Bill was like, elbow, elbow. And Brant's on top, just sitting on me. And he looks at Bill- and Bill goes, no, 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 not him, you, elbow Joe. And he was like, what? And then I like hit him from my back. Whoa. And I was like, yeah, hit me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what frustrated you that you guys talked about, like after you said you talked for 20 minutes or something like that? Uh, so I said in a couple interviews, like prior to the fight, and like I knew going into it, I'm never, for the most part, some fights I have been, but for the most part, I've never been the stronger guy. So I assumed that Brant was going to be much stronger than me. He was stronger than me, but not nearly by as much as we thought especially yeah. in the clinch and everything, um, which was awesome because I felt that all my hard work during quarantine meant something. Mm-hmm. But it also sucked because it was like, I expected his strength to be here and my strength to be about here. Mm-hmm. And it was like almost neck and neck. Like oh, he was geez. just right there. And every transition that we got into, every scramble, like I felt like, oh, I got him. And then I just didn't. Like I was just that much behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really frustrating um so it was like a bittersweet like i'm so much stronger than i was seven months ago but i'm just not strong enough mm-hmm. and then uh the other thing was you know the only way we thought that i lost that fight is always the puncher's chance you know always a power hand rear hand his right hand lands on my chin and i go to sleep that's yeah. mma i don't care if you're a, a just a wrestler you can knock me out you can knock anybody out yeah that's a sport I agree. um and i think that's something a lot of people sleep on and then the real only way he could beat me was what he did get on top and do nothing but we kind of underestimated to what extent, you know, uh, granted the finale, Trezano didn't really do much. He wasn't that active. I had a bad performance. Mm-hmm. Perfect storm for me to lose. The Dewan fight, he kind of laid on me too, but he did attack. He threw uh, some ground and pound. Uh, he landed a couple good elbows in the second round. And, but, you know, the, the Brandt fight, he kind of just doubled down and he even said it after the fight. He's like, I, I, he, I'll tell you what his thought process was because okay. he talked about this after the fight and it was just like... I was like, I'm just going to keep drinking and keep my mouth shut. He was like, he goes, so my game plan was to knock you out right out the gate. And I was like, smart. Like, you know, it's a lot easier to knock somebody out refresh out the gate. Kind of like first punch shock. Did you, did uh, you see that? Huh? I didn't I didn't think he was going to. Um, I, I landed no, on him. Like, okay. But did you also, did, did it, is that the way you saw it play out in the fight? Like him trying to knock while me you out? were fighting? Did you see that? Oh, he's trying to knock me out. No. So that was the thing is. It was funny that he thought about this because I really didn't. He said that when I came out, I guess normally when I come out and touch hands and I bounce, I go mm-hmm. like bounce, bounce, and I mm-hmm. bring my hand straight up. I guess in that fight, my hand came around because sometimes I'll corral people. I'll corral you in and it's like, I'm not hitting you from that side, but you don't want to go that way because you know my hand's moving yeah. and then you walk into my left. So I guess I started doing that and he got nervous about it and was like, okay, he's setting something up that he's never done before. I don't want to stand with him anymore. And then I hit him with that left out the gate, or I backed him up. I don't even remember if it landed. Um, I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. And uh, so I backed him up with that. And then he said, you hit me with that left out the gate. And it didn't rock me or hurt me where I thought you were going to knock me out with one punch. But it was hard enough that I didn't want to stand with you anymore. And I've heard that wow. throughout my whole career. Like everybody that I fought, because, you know, like in sparring, I don't punch hard in most of my fights, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to one punch anybody in my fights because yeah. I just don't think that's within my realm of capabilities. But no matter how much people pick on me, there's a reason I don't knock guys out 
because I hit them and they don't want to strike anymore. That's right. You t- you told me that right as as I was doing the video that day. Same thing. Mm-hmm. And it Dude, was so funny to hear. I heard the exact words come out of his mouth. He's like, I was going to knock you out. You hit me. And it wasn't hard enough where I was like, he could knock me out at any moment. But it was hard enough to where I don't want to strike with him. And it, I literally said to him, I go, that's my career, man. Joe, have you ever <laughs> fought anybody that wanted to stand and bang with you? Uh, Not, a what, couple, what strike. A couple than, people. So I fought Roberto Young and I took his ass down. Hey. <laughs> uh, I was like, uh, I was like, no, I was like, I, he was a guy that I was like, I could probably beat him standing, yeah. but I could definitely beat him on the ground. Yeah. So I was like, I don't get paid by the arrow. Let's get in and out. Shot a double, took him down. Um, you know, but when I was an amateur, I got into a lot of striking wars. This is before my striking really clicked. I had a whole different style. I go back and watch my amateur fights to make fun of myself all the time. Uh, How many amateur fights do you have? Seven. Wow. Yeah, so I was seven and zero as an amateur. And when did when did you start your MMA amateur? Uh, twenty fourteen. And you were how old? Uh, eighteen. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, I was in fight camp when I was 18 and then I turned 19 and then fought. Um, gotcha. But so a lot of my, like my very first fight, my amateur debut game plan, go out there, take them down, choke them out. Nope. Didn't listen. I went out there and we, <laughs> we stood and banged for three and a half, for two and a half rounds. I got dropped in the third. I woke up, had the dude in a triangle and then I switched it to an arm bar and everybody was like, Oh, that was so cool. How'd you do it? And I'm like, I have no clue. Uh, you- you were like, oh, you blacked out at that moment. Absolutely. Like I got hit, Whoa. I got hit facing this way. And then yeah. when I woke up, I was looking at the lights Whoa. and I was like, oh no, I just got knocked out. And then I heard somebody gurgling and I was like, what the fuck is that? And I looked down and <laughs> this guy's in a triangle and I'm like, how the hell did I do that? And I was like, I got to finish this. And then m- maybe it was the concussion. I didn't try to finish it. I spun over and turned it into an arm bar <laughs> and I was like, all right. And I just cranked it and he tapped with like 10 oh, seconds yes. left. I had no idea how much time was left. There was like 10 seconds left and I get the arm bar and everybody went nuts. But yeah, my whole point of that was... You had a concussion, by the way? Uh, it wasn't a, It wasn't like... They didn't say I had a concussion, oh, okay. but I, I must have. I got dropped. Okay. Um, yeah. So I've only gone to the doctors once because I was like, I might have a concussion because I used to spar a lot. Uh, and I didn't end up having one. Like the doctors tested me and everything. Yeah. Just sparring too much. They said take time off sparring. Cause, and like I've told you before, that's something I'm very big on because like... You break your leg, it can heal. You break your fingers, your arm, it can all heal. Mm-hmm. You hurt your brain, lose your chin, as it's called in MMA, you don't get that back. It's not It's not a video game. Unless it's the UFC video game, yeah. which I love that they added. And I wish that more fighters were gamers. What'd they add? They added, if you do a career mode, the way that you fight with your creative fighter, it affects the longevity of your career. Yes. The amount of fighters, pro and amateur, that don't understand that's a real thing, yes. blows my mind. Yes. Like... Whenever I do a career mode, I do it the same way because I'm such a loser. My first like 10 fights are so lame. I go out there and throw a jab and take guys down because you need to get like your experience points so you guys can learn all the cool stuff like in training. In the training mode in the game, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, you okay. need to earn the XP points to like yeah. do it. And like then when my guy's like older and it's like, okay, well, you're going to start fighting the top guys. You've never really been hit. It's like, let's start striking with these guys. Let's get the $50,000 bonus. Let's get the popularity of the fans. Da, 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 da. And like that's kind of how I've done my career. Like grant minus the yeah, amateur really. minus the amateur part, but as a pro, like I don't, I've never taken really any damage. I think the most I've been hit in the face in one fight as a pro is in the Duan fight, and it's like mm-hmm. ten max. And that's max counting like oh. glancing punches. Um, but yeah, my whole thing is as an amateur, I fought like an idiot and I was standing and banging with everybody. As a pro, my stand up clicked, and I've been taking guys down and tapping them out, or they've been trying to take me down and I tap them out. 
it's just it's just part of my game. Like I do hit hard, and nobody believes me, and everybody's like, "Oh, he's just a cocky prick." Da da da. And I'm like, "All right." I think your your punches are very accurate. That's what I try to do. I try to just land. Like a lot of people, like, "Oh, you got to put more into it. You got to do this, this, and this." And I'm like, "I'm just trying to land." As as long as I'm hitting you, and you know, oh, he hit me. Like in sparring, like me sparring is probably one of the most difficult things ever because Mm. my whole game plan is to trick you. It's to make you put your hand down here while I strike up here. Mm-hmm. And if I do it right, you're going to be so blindsided by the strike. I know at 10% I could knock you out because you don't see it coming. It's always the one that you don't see that could knock you out. Right. So I'll pull punches. I'll pull kicks on people because I like, I'll see that they don't see it coming. Like I'll throw a question mark kick and guys uh, will be reaching towards their leg or like tightening okay. up their body. And then my foot's over the top and I won't land it. But guys that don't know better, you know, they'll be like, oh, look, he missed. And then, yeah. they'll, and then they'll bum rush me. Well, that didn't hit. That yeah. didn't hurt. They don't respect it. But. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with my punches. Like, I'll fake a jab and then I'll roll under and throw a lead hook, and guys will be defending a rare hand that's yeah. not coming. So then, like, instead of actually turning it over, I'll kind of just tap them in the chin, like literally just a quick tap. And as I do it, they're like, oh, that didn't hurt. And they'll throw a bomb yeah, in return. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I eat so a, many, I eat a, all the time. Yeah, I eat a bomb and I'm like, fuck. Now I don't care if I had hurt you or not. I know. <laughs> I'm like, and damn. And then I turn it up. And I'm like, I just, I wish I just stung you from the beginning. So it's just finding that happy medium. You know, yeah. some guys, their whole style is just hitting hard. So it's like, when you go with them, it's like, he's going to hit me hard, is what it is. Mm-hmm. But mine's all trickery, which I feel like is more dangerous in sparring because you don't like, in sparring, you don't have that adrenaline. So it's like, you don't have yeah. that adrenaline. And then if you look left and I hit you from the right, you're probably going to sleep. Mm. So that's one of those things where it's like, it's really tough for me to try and like work my style. Honestly, I feel like my best improvements striking wise, like I took a whole year off of sparring. Uh, when I went pro. That's right. So the year before I went pro, I didn't spar for an entire 12 months. Which and is crazy to me. I just did shadow boxing, uh, bag work, um, footwork drills, all that stuff. And I watched a lot of Stephen Thompson on YouTube. By the way, you're the man for that. Yeah. <laughs> bro, it was... So I had I had my buddies oh, over. I, had, I was uh, so happy. I was... Bro, so let's talk about that. I had yes. my I had my buddy Mike Donella and his wife Tal over the house uh, with my girlfriend we're all watching the fights and you messaged me and you were like, yo, I got something for you. And I was like, what the hell's he got for me? And you sent me that video of Steven Thompson and I was speechless. I literally was like, yo, yo, yo. And they're like, what? And I just turned my phone around and played it. Bro, I was blushing. I didn't even what? mean to. I was blushing. I was like, oh, <laughs> get out of my house. And of course, they're making fun of me. Fair boy. And yeah. Right they were like, oh, look at him. He's blushing. And I was like, get out of my house. I don't even like you guys. <laughs> but it's it was wicked cool. Thompson right now. But it was wicked cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of his because, like I tell people all the time, most of my style is from watching his fights, watching right. his breakdowns. And now he has like an active YouTube page that I just stock. All these striking tips, like actual striking tips. Like when I was watching him before, I wasn't watching somebody going, so Stephen Thompson does this, this and this. Or Stephen Thompson himself saying, I do this, this and this. Mm-hmm. I was literally just watching his fights. That's all I did. I didn't have a breakdown. I didn't have like a technique video. It would literally be like, Stephen Thompson knocks out so-and-so. And And then I'd be like, oh, he's doing this, this, and this. I had to dissect it myself, figure out what he's doing and why he's doing it. And then I started doing it. Are you a person that takes notes or you just keep... Yeah. Yeah. So when I went on Tough, I had a... Most... I think everybody on the show had a journal. Um, If not, 90% of them did. Nice. But my journal wasn't just like, today I had this for breakfast and we did this and I'm fighting so-and-so. Um... Before I went out, I somehow I nailed it, but I had an eye on seven guys that were trying out at lightweight. And I was like, okay. 
these seven guys are going to be on the show. Six of them are on the show. Mm-hmm. The only one that I didn't get was Trezano. Go figure. Um, but when I figured that these guys would be on the show, I went home and I was living with my buddy Mike Albert at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, I don't know why. I don't know how. But these guys are going to be on the show. And he was like, why? Like, did they say anything? Da, 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 da. And I was like, dude, there's like 20 of us. But I think these guys are going to be on the show. So for like a week and a half, two weeks, we mm-hmm. were on, I had my Xbox in the living room. We went on YouTube on the Xbox and we were looking these guys up and watched all their fights. Yeah. And in my journal, I had a note, I had a split, like a tree chart and it was me and then it was them. My strengths, his strengths, my weaknesses, his weaknesses, how I yeah. beat him, how he beats me. And I had that before I went on the show. And he was like, and Albert was like, well, so what do we do if none of these guys are on the show? I was like, well, then we got to watch some fights. <laughs> I was like, but if to the, what? I, I, then we get to watch some fights yeah, if none yeah. of those guys are on the show. Right. But then I got there and like, obviously I didn't have my phone. So I couldn't be like, dude, they're actually here. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't wait to tell them like how many guys are actually here. But I had my journal and it was like, this is how I beat this dude. This is how I beat this dude. And then uh, when I tried out <clears throat> like for the teams, like when we were actually there, um, you know, I was wrestling with some of the guys, moving around with them, grappling. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really like trying to win because I didn't care. Um, but like I got a feel for who these guys were. And I was like, okay. So, so at that time you could have trained with anybody? Like, no Yeah. So, t- so we were in the hotel for two weeks before we were on a team. Okay. And it was like prison. So like after two days, the producers came up and they said, all right, text who you got to text. You got five minutes. Shut your phone off. Give us the charger and everything. And like every, we had emergency contacts given out already and stuff. Um, they're like, you'll get these back when you're all done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gave him my phone. That was two days in another 12 days go by with no phone in our hotel rooms. They said, you are not allowed to leave this room. If you do, we're sending you home. Wow. So we were like, is this part of the show? Like, is this like a new twist this season? Like 12 <laughs> days just in this hotel room in Vegas, just can't leave the room. So we were getting like room service for food and stuff, which sucked because like, I was only getting like, like I was getting eggs and bacon for breakfast or like a bagel for breakfast and like chicken Caesar salads for lunch and dinner. But like hotel food is so salty and has like all that other shit in it. Yeah. So like, I'm like, fuck, my weight's going to be higher than I wanted it to be. Okay. But they were like, um, I forget what they said the reason was, but they were like, the coaches aren't here yet or like they're not picked yet. And they were like, so we're going to have a bus schedule to take you guys to the tough gym so you can train and keep active and all that stuff. Mm. And it was like, they made it sound like it was going to be like a day or two. And then it was a day or two and then a day or two. And then before I knew it, it'd been almost two weeks. And I was like, okay, like, is the show getting canceled? Like, what's up? <laughs> and then they were like, all right, coaches are good. They're all here. Like tomorrow you're going to get picked. So after 14 days in this hotel room, we go in and they're like, all right, your coaches are steep A and DC. And they walk in and we're like, oh shit. Cause we were kind of tossing around to each other, different ideas. Yeah. And, uh, and then they were like, okay, lightweights are going to try it with lightweights. And featherweights are going to try it with featherweights. And uh, DC had us wrestle, grapple. And then shadow boxing, doing like quick drills. How do they pick guys, by the way? So DC has like his own little tryout. So DC got to like try out the 55ers and then the 45ers. And then Stipe got to try out the 55ers and the 45ers. Now, the only thing I did know was that John Gunther was Stipe's boy. Because when I talked to him at tryouts, he said, yeah, I trained with Stipe. So in my head, I said, that kid's on the show just for knowing Stipe. Yeah. So when I was at the tryouts for the teams... I was like, I'm going to sandbag this because realistically, I'm a perfect fight for Gunther. Take me down. Hold me. Don't let me do anything, which Gunther does. That's how he wins fights. Um, okay. A little bit more damage. So I go, I'm a perfect fight. So when I was 
trying out for Team DC, I wasn't trying, but I was putting a little effort into it. Yeah. And then when I was trying out for Team Stipe, absolutely bombed it. I was getting taken down by guys that shouldn't take me down. I was letting guys yeah. tap me, uh, everything. And they start picking the teams. I think St- uh, DC, DC picked me third. And we walk over into the line and we're like waiting for the fight announcements. And my boy, Luis Pena, like we were, we were close, like kind of like we had already sh- shot the shit a little bit, mm-hmm. but like not as close as we are now. But he sits next to me. He goes, it's going to be me versus Gunther for the first fight. I go, nah, bro, it's me versus Gunther. He's like, what are you talking about? And I go, I'm a perfect fight for Gunther. Stipe is going to put me against him to get his boy an easy win. I'm going to choke him out. Two seconds later, we're going to pick Gunther versus Junetti. And I was like, told you, bro. Uh, and he, him and this kid, Richie Smolin, on the other side of me, looking at me going, what the hell? And I walked out there just supremely confident because I already, I'd seen his awesome. fights. I'd seen his fights. I'd grappled with him for the Team Stipe tryouts, you know? So I was like, this is how his fight's going to go. So then DC was like, how's this fight going? I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to hit him. I'm going to hit him hard as soon as we come out. He's going to shoot and I'm going to choke him out. And that's exactly just how yep, it played out. Exactly. It played out like ridiculously, like to a T. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, yeah, talk yeah. about game planning. <laughs> I know. Is this how you study all your fighters? The, oh, your opponents? Oh, ridiculously. Like, I know what you're going to throw before you throw it. Because I'm in, yeah. I'm in your head, not in the way of like, I'm going to like, you know, talk trash about you or like mm-hmm. try and say weird mystic things. I'm going to watch your fights and pick up things that you don't even know you do. Like the way, you know, have you ever talked to a sports better? No. A guy that bets on fights? No. So I'm friends with a lot of them on Twitter. Oh, okay. And some of them, I guess, offer their services to gyms. So like, say, say you're in the UFC yeah. And you're what you what weight did you fight at? Professionally or what weight did you fight at? 145. Okay. So say they're like, all right, you're fighting Max Holloway. Nice. This guy that makes a living betting on fights will hit up your coach and go, if you pay me this amount of money, I will watch all of Max Holloway's fights and tell you every single one of his tells he has, all of his strengths and all of his weaknesses, because I have a different point of view than a fighter and a coach. And gyms uh-huh. do it. They pay these betters to give them tips. So like they might watch the fight and go every time Max wants to line up that right hand, you know, he double jabs or he, he double jabs and fakes a triple jab, but it's actually the right hand mm-hmm. or he dips to the left before he throws the second jab. And it's true. It's, it's just these guys, yeah. they do have a different mindset. They have a different mindset than a fighter and a coach because they're trying to win money. Right. So it's, it's a little bit of a different incentive, but it's similar to when I'm watching my opponents where it's like, I'm watching it as somebody that doesn't care what you think you're good at, what you think you're going to do to me. I'm watching it as somebody that wants to know everything that you do, not everything that you want to do, everything that you physically do. Mm-hmm. So um, the big, biggest example, when I fought Conor Barry, yeah. what he does every fight is he, he looks supremely confident. He smiles at you every single time. And then as soon as the fight starts, he does one of two things. He sits there for a second and he lets you come forward mm-hmm. or he immediately comes forward. But either way, it ends up with a blitz. He puts his chin up in the air and he throws a three-two-three two or three times in a row. So, when or a two-three-two a couple times, sorry. Okay. So when I went out to AKA for that fight camp, we were talking about the fight, and I pulled up his fight with, um, I think it was with Peter Barrett, and he did that to him. I don't think it really landed much, but he landed something out of that exchange. Is that who he fought in? Case Titans. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Before, uh, before me, or two fights before me, um. So we were watching it out at AKA and I was like, listen, I go, if he hits this blitz on me, I'm going to slip, 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 get behind him, grab his hip and pull it across. And I have a clip of it on my Instagram 
It's literally what happens. I come forward and take the center. I hit him with a leg kick. And he didn't come forward. He sat in his corner like I thought he would. Mm-hmm. And then after I hit him with the leg kick, he starts coming forward. And he blitzes and goes, two, three, two, two, three, two. Wow. And I went, slip, roll, roll. And I was to the side. I stepped behind him. I grabbed his far hip and I pulled it. Mm-hmm. And I got a body lock and took him down. And it was like, I texted everybody at AKA. And I was like, this is exactly what we worked to a T. And, wow. and now it's on a highlight in my story because it's just, I just love what is it? The A team? What's he say? I love when a plan comes together. Yeah. God's always smoking who, the cigar. Okay. I didn't know it was him that said it. But yeah. I love it when a plan cool. comes together, but that's I cool. do. I really appreciate it. Cause at least I know I'm not wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that fight is like that and the Gunther fight are my two biggest examples of just knowing what my opponent's going to do before they do. Um, right. And it was, it was, it was similar with the Brant fight, my last one. Um, but you know, he kind of, he thought too much into stuff and kind of mixed up his own game plan which ended up in a lackluster fight. But there was a lot of stuff that he did. Like, uh, he went for Von Flew chokes. I knew he was going to go for He went for side chokes. That stuff doesn't work on me. Like, you better put me to sleep. What did you say doesn't? Uh, Von Flew chokes and side chokes. They, okay. they don't really... I don't know why. I couldn't tell you. Uh, one, probably being I'm just a stubborn brick. Uh, and they just don't... Like, they'll choke me like I'm about to pass out. Mm-hmm. But nine out of ten times, your arms are going to burn before I pass out. It's wow. so, like the Dewan Owens fight. Uh, third round, I'm just giving up submissions at this point because he same fight. He's not doing much. He's kind of laying on me. And I was like, let's just give him an arm triangle. Maybe he'll jump across. And then when he gives it up, I'll get up. Mm-hmm. So I give him an arm triangle and he gets it. And I was like, all right, this is kind of tight. Then it gets a little tighter. And I was like, yep, this sucks. This is what happens. And then it gets to that point where like the hallway's closing. Like everything's starting to get dark and yeah, the, the yeah, light's yeah. getting smaller. And I go, oh, he's got a good grip. I go, he's got a really good grip. <laughs> I go, I might have fucked up. And so uh, the tunnel's closing and I'm watching it. And I think Steve Frieda was the ref. Somebody was. And they're standing over me and they didn't say anything, but they're just looking at my eyes. Yeah. And I look at him and I go, this dude's going to choke me out. I'm not tapping. But I looked at the ref and I gave him a thumbs up. And he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes you're good? I just, I couldn't talk. So I just stuck up my thumb. Of course. So, he, so the ref kind of backed off because he was like, oh, he's not going to pass okay. out. And then Dewan saw it. I saw him like kind of side eye my arm and he goes like, I could see him like, oh, like I'm not going to get it. He let go of that side choke, and I took in the biggest like gasp of air. I was like, <gasps> "I was thank oh, God." Felt so good, but like, just because I was I was ready to go to sleep. I was yeah, like, like, of course. But another situation, it it just didn't work. It's just it always plays out that way, um, and it's gonna play out that way until somebody puts me to sleep with it. But I'm ready for that to happen. I'm not tapping. <laughs> There's not many things in a fight I'll I'll tap to. I know with that last fight, man. Wow, I wasn't there. That that submit didn't he. Attempt this submission. He, he tried a, a Von Flew choke, and then he tried a. I gave him a, same thing. I gave him an arm triangle. Uh, I think it was the third round. I gave him an arm triangle too. So I was fighting for underhooks and stuff, and then he was trying to pass it over and go for the arm triangle. So I like let him get it. So I was like, if I just put my arm across it, but I I do it in a way where I make you think you're getting it. I don't just go, oh look, an arm triangle, and like put my arm across. Mm. I'll like fight it at like ten percent, and then I'll slowly like move my arm across and. Oh no, like you're getting me. Like, what am I going to do? Wow. And then he locks it up and I'm sitting there and I was like, yeah, it's tight. This sucks. And then I can feel like my, my oxygen level drop a little bit. And I'm like, all right, yeah, this still sucks. There was a split second where it was like, okay, this really sucks. Start defending. So like my go-to defense is like my arm that's across, I'll grab my far leg. And then from there I'll do a leg press. So it extends my body. Yes. So that's the Bill Mahoney special. I didn't realize that that was such a rare thing. I got a lot of compliments on it. Um, so if you see me doing that, that means it's starting to get kind of like, Oh, just in case it's getting close. So I did that and I broke free from it. And then I was like, okay. And then he kept squeezing it. 
So then I started laughing at him. That's my next thing. I do it to my training partners because it's just, it's not going to work. So I think it's funny. So I started laughing. I love it. And uh, he like picked his head up and looked at me and I was just laughing and he let go. And I was like, good. Now he's going to start hitting me. And then he just laid there. And I was like, and I was like, all right, last resort. I broke my golden rule that I told myself I would never do in my entire career. It's 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 the, nope, it's the Vitor Belfort rule. It is striking from under mount. There's so many fights for Vitor Belfort that I've watched him on his back in mount trying to punch guys. But I tried everything else. I tried getting up. I tried giving him half submissions. I tried giving him positions. He didn't want to do anything. So I give him mount. He Mm -hmm. takes mount and I'm hitting the side of his head and he's still laying on me. And I'm just like, and then the 10 seconds goes off and I'm like, come on, hit me, dude, hit me. And he postures up and he winds up a big shot and I'm looking at his fist like, here we go. And I start striking from my back. And I start hitting him. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm out striking him from under mount. So I just keep swinging. And then he throws like two punches and I block him. And then I keep swinging and I hit him again. And I go, I'm out striking this kid from under mount. I know. I'm Crazy. like, like, what do I do? <laughs> I know. Did you already know that you were losing because of the, the grappling? So you, were, you let him take mount? Yeah. So at that point, I, I, I just kind of tried everything and none of it had worked. I tried getting up and it didn't work. I tried tapping him out. Didn't work. Um, I really didn't have a position where I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried, I tried, uh, giving him submissions. I tried giving him positions, which he got, like he went for submissions and then couldn't get them. I knew he wouldn't be able to, but yeah. then I thought maybe he'll open up a bit. He didn't, I gave him positions and I was like, all right, it's a perfect opportunity to hit me in the face. And he didn't. So it was like, only like, if you have mount, like you got to hit me, right? Why didn't he hit you? <laughs> uh, he Did just you talk about it. He flat out told me he was like, you honestly, like he said, he's a very respectful kid. Uh, he flat out said, he goes, listen, I didn't overlook you anywhere. He goes, I just thought I would be better than you everywhere. And I wasn't. And he was like, so wow. he was like, you made it a nightmare on the feet. So I was like, I have a really good body lock. I'm going to clinch this kid and take him down. And then he goes, we clinched up and you started beating me up from the clinch. So I was like, okay, time to use my body lock and take him down. Then I couldn't get you down as easily as I take everybody else down. He goes, at one point I had one foot in the air and I still wasn't getting you down. And I was like, yeah, I worked out a lot. And he goes, so then we got into a scramble and I finally got you down. And I wasn't overlooking your jujitsu, but I thought that as soon as we hit the mat, I would kind of have that feeling of, okay, I got him. But I didn't. He said, you stopped everything that I wanted to do. Granted, you didn't really, you weren't able to finish me, but I couldn't do anything I wanted to do. So Really quickly, I decided I'm going to have to lay on him and hope they give it to me on the cards. What? Yeah, flat out said it. Flat out admitted it. Like, we sat there all night. Like I said, I'm not dogging the kid. So after the fight, as soon as it ended and he gets up, he starts apologizing to me, which he's not the first one to do it. A bunch of people do it. Uh, And he's like, I'm sorry, man. Like, it's a terrible fight. Like, nobody wants to see this. I go, listen, we're here to get W's and get paychecks. You did what you had to do. I'm a fighter. I get it, bro. Like, you, you got, I don't get my full check now because I lost. You get the full check. I'd have done the same thing if I could have. That's just not how I fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to knock you for it. I'm not going to knock any. Like my okay. that's, that's what my buddies are for. My buddies talk shit about all the guys I've lost to. Oh, he just laid on you. He just laid on you. He, I'm like, yeah, he did. But he got his paycheck. Like Mike Trezano for the okay. biz, biggest example. Like, yeah, I fought like shit. Yeah, he really didn't do much. But guess what? He went home with an extra $15,000. So oh, wow. if I was... If that was my style of fighting, like big, strong, boring, lay on people for 15 grand, I'll lay on you. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Pays my bills. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, So I'm never going to dog on a fighter for that. But I'll dog on a fighter if they they try to to talk about it and be like, I'm a bad dude. Okay. I'm a bad dude. Like, I'll put you away. You know, like Kamar Usman. I'm not a fan of his for that reason. 
I don't like people like, oh, Marty yeah. Snoozeman, yada, 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 whatever. You too, huh? He's getting his paychecks, dude. Whatever. I, I don't give a shit about what the guy drinking a beer at home saying. If I'm getting extra, think about what Marty's getting. He's getting hundreds of thousands for winning these fights. Yeah. I'll lay on a guy too. But it's when you do an interview and you're like, I'm a bad man. I'm a nightmare for these guys. I put yeah. dudes away. And it's like, you haven't finished the fight in six years. Simmer down. Like, and you can't even be to the point where like, well, if it was a street fight, I'd kill you. And it's like, would you? Because you can't even kill guys in the cage. Not that you can't. You don't. So it's a yeah, weird yeah, thing, yeah. you know? Like I made a post today and I even said it. I was like, I truly believe against everybody that I fought, if this was hundreds of years ago and I was in the wild and I shot an animal and that mm-hmm. was for my tribe to eat. Mm-hmm. And as I'm going to pick this dead animal up, this dude comes walking out of the woods to take my food. If we fought to the death so our tribes could eat, my yeah. tribe's never going to starve. 100%. I 100% believe that we're always going to be eating. But that's not what it is. It's right. a sport. And we're not right. fighting to eat. We're fighting. Well, we kind of are. We're fighting for paychecks. But we're not fighting to the death either. Right. You know? So, in between. So, and I, I said it uh, in the locker room. It was something right after the fight when we talked that 20 minutes. Um, it sucks and it shouldn't be on me. But it, it's not only just on me to win these fights and finish these guys. It's now on me to make this a fight. Whenever I get in there, it's on me from to make it a fight. And mm. it shouldn't be. It should take two to tango. Right. But it's not. It's not the way the right. sport works. Like when that last fight ended, I was like, damn, he probably got it 29, 28 on the cards. And they said, unanimous decision, 30, 27. I was like, what? I didn't get a single round. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, you guys didn't give me anything. Was there a round you think you had? Uh, the first or the second. I mean, both very debatable. I mean, the third, I kind of went down for a takedown and we scrambled and he ended up getting on top. And it sucks because it's like, I don't know if these judges know the new rules. The new rules are, if you get a takedown and don't do anything with it, you don't get points. Oh, interesting. It's been that way for a while. I didn't know that either. And a lot of judges, I don't think they know. Wow. Like, so so my fight, uh, my first fight after I got cut from the UFC against Josh Harvey, we went to a draw. Yeah. Same fight. Yeah. I, I outstruck him. I beat him up. I went for submissions and he laid on me. Maybe I remember that. Maybe just as bad as Brant. Pretty bad. Um, and same thing. Every always oh, raid because he's a local hometown boy. Da 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 da. Turns out all the judges were from Maine, where Harvey's from. Yeah. Not Plymouth, where we oh, were fighting. Okay. I don't even know who the judges were, oh. so it's not biased. But anyways, my point being is, it's like, how are you gonna argue? I won that fight. I won that fight. It's like, okay, how'd you win? Well, I took him down. Okay, what'd you do? Well, I laid on him. Okay, how many times did you hit him? Well, I didn't. So how'd you win? Because you don't get points for takedowns. Right. I mean, that's it. That's as simple as it gets. Um, but that's another one of those fights. I was talking to to Harvey that whole fight too. So after the first round, he's laying on top of me and the round ends. He gets up. He helps me up. He's like, hey. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Appreciate yeah. it. Helps me up. Second round comes out, takes me down again. I'm getting frustrated. So I start slapping him. Slapping him. I get over hooks. I start backhanding him. Like, not even hard. I didn't have enough space. I'm literally like flicking him in the teeth. <laughs> and he goes, What's that supposed to do, buddy? And I go, I don't know, piss you off. And then he picks me up and he slams me because I had over unders. Yeah. I'm guard. And then uh, I was just being a dick and I was like, You're going to have to slam me harder than that. I go, Do it again. Do it again. Slam me again. Picks me up and he, slams he me. He did it again. He did it again. So, wow. So on the way down, the, but it was my own fault. On the way down the second time, my head slid down the cage and split the back of my head open. So I started uh, bleeding a little bit. Dude. I was like, whatever. But uh, so he slams me down and then he lays there and I'm hitting him from bottom. The round ends and he goes to help me up and I'm like, thanks. And I grab his hand and I'm about like halfway up. Like I'm not balanced yet. Mm-hmm. And he lets go. And I, oh. and I fall back on the cage. 
And I, I walked by him and I said, all right, you're going to pay for that next round. And he looks at me and I was like, I'll see you next round. And I, Whoa. and I sat down on the stool and we came out and, uh, same thing. I was trying to strike. He took me down. He laid on top of me. And then halfway through the third round, uh, we end up in North South. I got out of guard. Mm-hmm. I crawled up the cage. I get hooks. I take his back and I hit him with, I forget. I was like 60 something unanswered strikes. No idea how the fight didn't get stopped to this day. Like there's so many fights that like people complain about and like people that don't like me complain about that decision. Yeah. And they complain about my win over Connor Barry. And it's like, I don't care if you like me or not. You can't watch that Harvey fight and say I didn't TKO him. 60 plus unanswered strikes. And I knocked him out and woke him up. I'm going to watch this. If you watch, if you watch the end, I'm hitting him from the side of the head and then I slip one under his arm. So he's like this and I'm hitting him off the side and I slip one under his arm and he goes down and he stops moving and I hit him four times and then he gets back up to his hands. So when I'm on his back hitting him, Damn. I start yelling at him. You don't want this. This is my life. You don't want this like I do. And the fight ends and he's like, sorry, man, I know that wasn't a fun fight. and I know that's not what your fans oh, want to see. Boy. And I was like, it is what it is, man. Like uh, same thing I said to Brent, you're here to get W's. I get it. But then, you know, he hits me with the same thing. He goes, well, I know your fans are going to talk shit about me. And I go, that's your problem. You, exactly. you fought like that. Like, you don't like what the fans say. Yeah. Don't fight like that. And then uh, they read the draw. And of course, he's salty. And he grabs the mic. And he's like, it was so funny because it was so wrong. He was like, you know, he's talking like Conor McGregor. And I'm fighting like Khabib. Meanwhile, I just flew in from training the whole fight camp with Khabib. And I'm like, I, I didn't talk any shit about you. I don't like you because you talk shit uh-uh. about me. And like Khabib beat the hell out of me during training. You laid on me. Yeah. Like I see the difference between people who actually engage in the grappling and turn it into like they mix it very well with MMA, which strikes and yeah. transitions and everything. And it I understand that W. I'm not there yet at that level where I understand I just need to get yeah. W's, but it's frustrating as a fan. Just as a yeah, fan for sure. to see and that. And so honestly, like the two things in my last fight, as soon as they raised, I was his mad. Hand, I was mad. Yeah, I was. I was mad too. Like I told just to you, to see that, I'm like, I know Joe wants to fight. Yeah, it was to tough. Uh, but like I said, when they raised his hand, two things went through my mind. Fuck, we need a good streak before we get back in the UFC. We got to fix this problem because I'm not yeah. just getting back in the UFC. I'm trying to kick ass in the UFC, and if that's my kryptonite, I need to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, which was is my next question about um like what you want your future to look like. Cause I think you told me, but if you let everybody know, that'd be cool. Uh, basically my future is going to be stop guys from laying and praying on top of me mm-hmm. and beating the absolute piss out of them. And like my style is very technical and very precise. And we're just going to, we're going to take the violence knob and we're just going to crank it to the max and then keep cranking it and snap it off and just be violent wow. and, and just like, like, to the level of Tony Ferguson, but keep my sanity a little more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm not really El Kukui, but I want to be almost just as violent. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I like it. It's super technical, but super violent. Like, if, if I got to bleed a little bit, I got to bleed a little bit. And that's, okay. some, and that's something that I haven't had mentally since I was an amateur. Like, when I was an amateur, I was like, yeah, let's stand and bang. Let's do it. Like, I fought Jose Rivera twice, and I stood with him both fights and got my ass kicked standing both times. Wow. <laughs> I beat him by decision once and tapped him out once. But, like... I was content on the feet, like as I'm getting yeah. my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Like I was like, whatever, yes, let's keep yeah, going. Let's do it. I know the feeling. <laughs> um, but yeah, that Brant, that Brant Moore fight when it ended, like the first thing was like, we got, okay, we got work to do before we get back in the UFC. Second thing was, shit, man, I'm losing a lot of fans after that one. Like that was tough. I gained more fans. 
I got more support after that loss than I have my last three wins. And wow. I and I tweeted that. I was like, everybody who's been here, everybody who just joined for the ride, like, I'm blown away at how I've gotten more support after a loss than I have after my past few wins. Mm. It, it's still right now. It's kind of surreal to me. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's just because they saw how bad I was trying to fight. And like, not just, like, obviously I was trying to win, but they saw how bad I was trying to win and put on a show for the fans. You didn't watch it, but you can actually hear it. It's very audible. You can hear your so, yelling. So it was funny. There was I was laughing. I think I think it was a team, a team's like wife and girlfriends or whatever. So the way that like Pentagon thing was set up, there was like an upstairs section, mm-hmm. and like there was a couple people upstairs watching the fight. Yeah. Uh and they didn't know me or Brent, so they were neutral when the fight started. Like, yeah. let's go kick his ass, normal MMA fan stuff. Yeah. And then probably like two or three minutes in, I'm on my back, Brant's laying there, and it's like a bunch of girls and like a couple guys. Boo. And I'm like, oh, here we go. It's a fucking finale all over again. This kid's just doing nothing. I'm going to get booed out of the place. And then I start beating him up with elbows. I'm hitting him. And then we're in the third round and I'm yelling, fight me. Hit me. Come on, let's go fight. And the people upstairs, yeah, fight him. Ref, stand him up. Fight him. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And then after cool. the fight, I'm, I walk out of the cage and like the little path I take to the locker room, I go right under them. Yeah, And I look up and they're like, they're going wild. Like you'd swear they've been fans since I was an amateur, losing their mind for me. Yeah, And I look up and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I know you guys didn't want to see a main event like that. Like, I'm really sorry. They're like, no, fuck that. Great job. (laughs) Like, dude, losing it. Maybe they were trash. I don't know. But yeah, they were losing their minds. They were so jacked up. And it was like, I kind of chuckled. Like I was upset, but I chuckled and I went in the back room. And even Bill said, he's like, do you know any of the people out there? And I was like, I didn't even see their faces. I have no idea who they are. He goes, he was like, they all loved you. I was like, well, that's good to hear. But then, like I said, I, I opened up my Twitter and my social media, my texts, and there's so much love and support. And it was really cool. I didn't see that coming. Um, but it was just like a bunch of people said. They were like, for, the first thing that I got from a lot of people was, you know, I'm very active on social media. Yeah, I have sponsors I promote. I promote myself a lot. Some, I see that. Some people yeah. say to a flaw, whatever. Closed mouths don't get fed. Not a flaw. Yeah, that's what I live up to. Closed mouths don't get fed. Um, exactly. But a lot of people said... You know, granted, I know how much you've post, but you always post a lot. Tonight, we actually saw all the improvement from what you did during quarantine. That's awesome. Like, I didn't look bad against Roberto Young, but just physically and mentally and everything, they were like, we can see the improvement from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. Two, they could see that I was doing everything in my power to make that a fan favorite fight, a real fight, and to win. Yeah. So stuff like that, it really just resonates with the fans because it's like, obviously you're trying to win. You're not too there for a paycheck. And I'm trying to win and make the people at home be jumping off their seats going, whoa, let's go. Because I'm a fan first. Like I was a fan before I was no, a fighter. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, I get what you want to see. So it was really cool. So that like, I think that helped me deal with the loss where it was like, nobody was really shitting on me. They were like, you know, yeah. man, like we'll fix it. We'll make like, you'll get back in there. Like you'll bust your ass and eventually you'll fix it. Just like how I wasn't strong enough. I got a lot stronger. Still, like, I'm almost there, but not enough. Not as strong as I can get, so I got to get stronger. Now when I do private lessons and I teach guys striking, the one thing I don't really teach or I'm very loose on teaching is your stance. Guys will be like, so what should I do for my stance? And I'll be like, okay, this is the basic template. Your foot should be here. Your foot should be here. Hands up, shoulders up, chin down, whatever. They're just kind of a basic template. If we start doing these drills head movement, footwork drills, and you feel more comfortable with your foot an inch this way, two inches that way, do it. If it works and you're safe and you're not going to eat a body shot or a head mm-hmm. kick or something, mm-hmm. do it. Like I like that. I learned 
a stance my entire life growing up. Like before you even train, like you know, like you I have you have that uncle at the barbecue that's like, you know, you gotta have your hands up. Like yeah. This. And now like after you train fighting and you see a guy do this, you're like, Oh my god, I can't fight you, I'll kill you. Like you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um then you then I started training and like guys are showing you different stances and just yeah. none of them felt right. Nothing ever clicked. And then, you know, I found kind of like the bouncy karate Stephen Thompson style and I was like, like it. I was like, I kinda like that. Like, let's see if I can do it. Mm. And then I was smashing the bag. I was smashing pads. I remember when I first started doing that style at South Shore, I was beating the shit out of people. Like, mm. not like hurting them, but just like head kicking the shit out of people. And they were just like not seeing it coming. They were like, how the fuck did you just kick me? And I'm like, oh, I did this, this, and this. Like, where'd you learn that? And I, I'll never forget, a couple of my buddies can attest to it. I have it on my phone somewhere still. It's the Stephen mm. Thompson highlight video. And I just watched it. Like, the video has like hundreds of thousands of views. I'm easily a couple thousand views. Like I've watched it so many times. <laughs> like I'm not joking. Like I like before. Like okay. It's like striking. Like we'll say striking's on a Tuesday. Everybody will go and spar at like five thirty. At five twenty, I'm at the gym. I'm not gonna spar. I'm just gonna hit the bag. I'll be sitting there watching this video, and then I'll rewind it and rewind it. And after like twenty minutes of watching the same four minute video, I put my phone down and I'll go do it on the bag for like two hours. Wow. And that's what I did. Two basically. hours. Oh wow. yeah, like all night. Like I would do it like shadow boxing. And then I'd do it on the bag and then I'd get some pad work in and I'd be like, this is what I want to work is this, this, and this, but all based on that, like Stephen Thompson style, obviously the athleticism, mobility and stuff like that. I didn't have out the gate. I still don't have it to his level. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, working towards it, but like, I've also blended that in with what my style already was, you know, like he's very sideways. Sometimes I put my lead foot forward kind of more like a boxer or a kickboxer. His feet are literally sideways when he strikes. So like when I strike, I'm sideways, but sometimes, sometimes I'll turn my torso in my front foot forward. That's just Uh my old style blending with his style. But that's what you need to do as far as striking. You need to make your own style. I believe. My style is, um, a lot coming. It comes a lot from, uh, Dominic Cruz. Yep. You were telling me that before. Comfortable. Exactly. And I'm sure that there's things that you do that he doesn't do. And that's not, and that's not a knock on like, you're doing it wrong. It's just, it works better for you. Because you're not exactly the same as him. Yeah. He, he is your template and you're just making something out of it. But that's what striking is. You take something that kind of works for you and you make it really work for you. That's why I love MMA. Yes, exactly. Yes. And that's why I so like... unique. Like uh, when I tell people when I'm doing striking, like this is where I want you to work from. But if this, this, and this is comfy and I don't see any errors when you're throwing strikes, do that. Mm-hmm. And like it's so funny because even like a couple sessions in, oh, is this right? I'm like, well, are you balanced? They're like, oh, I don't know. And I'll walk by and I'll push them like from mm-hmm, the front. Mm-hmm. They don't move. I'll go to the side of them and I'll push them. And I'm like, well, you're not going to fall over that way or front or back. You're balanced. Let me see you throw some strikes. They throw their strikes. They look balanced. They're protected while they're throwing. Why not? Because mm. even when I was learning my stance, some people were like, it doesn't really make sense. And I go, well, yeah. it works for him. And they were like, well, he's been doing karate since he was 10. I go, so? It doesn't matter how long people have been doing shit. You can get just as good. GSP never wrestled. Think about yeah, that. Yeah, that's what... Yep. Like, GSP never wrestled. Yep. You would, that's you, what gets me. Yeah, like, the first time I learned that, I was <sighs> like, what? <laughs> you almost think, yeah. Um, I don't mean to cut you off. You're good. But we do have a minute. Okay. Is there anything that you want to conclude with? Um, I can't wait to fight again. Um, if everything goes according to plan, I'll be fighting in October. Anybody wants to sponsor me, I appreciate it. Let me know. If not, I'll make it an exciting fight. Um, thank you everybody at South Shore Sport Fighting. Thank you everybody tuning in. Thank you to all my sponsors, Cruise Combat Shorts, Receptor CBD. Sorry I talked so long. We didn't get a really good outro for this. <laughs> I talk a lot. <laughs> nope. That was actually perfect. All right. 
Thank you so much, Joe. No problem. Thank you. Of course. Anytime. All right, guys. That concludes the episode of Talk or Tap with Joe Gianetti. We'll see you next time.